welcome to A Fistful of Truth. I am your host, Delara Essengill. This is the most censored podcast in the truth movement that you're going to hear. Hopefully you can find this podcast in audio form. The portals are all listed on the podcast description. It's no longer on Anchor. It is now all on Spotify. And the other day, apparently people had problems hearing this link on Spotify when we did SNR, Saturday Night Rant. So we just try to keep track of where this podcast airs and go to Rumble and go to the various channels if you are having problems because it seems as though it's intermittently unavailable and I apologize for any kind of uh, inconvenience it causes you trying to find me. The best way to make sure you can stay up on what's going on is a fistfuloftruth.com. If you visit a fistfulofTruth.com, it has all the latest blog posts, podcasts, and much more all in one location. And make sure you sign up for the newsletter over there. You won't get spammed. You'll probably not hear from me that often as maybe I'd like to reach out to all of you because there's only one of me and uh, there's a bunch of people out there trying to stop me from telling you the truth. And it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen because that is what Jesus told us to do. He said, go out and preach the story of the gospel and tell the truth. And it's the truth. It is through the truth that we will all be set free. Then you shall know the truth and you shall be set free. Amen. So today is April uh, 20, April 25th. It is Tuesday, April 25th. You are listening to A Fistful of Truth. And uh, you can also make sure that you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast because you Believe it or not, you're being unsubscribed. A lot of people are getting unsubscribed from Rumble, unsubscribed from uh, Spotify, unsubscribed from my blog. And uh, on the blog at delaraessengill.blog, delaraessengill.blog, please do subscribe to the blog with your email address. They keep taking followers away to make make you believe that there's nobody on the blog. Well, there's 46,600 people. One day I woke up and looked at it and there was only 1,000 people subscribed to my blog. Where did all the 45,000 people go overnight? I don't know. There must've been a sale somewhere, but in reality, they gave it back because I started writing about it, talking about it. And you guys started talking about it. I started hearing from you guys yesterday. I heard from another Anon saying, I have now been unsubscribed uh, from your rumble channel and I can't even find it. Good thing I had bookmarked it. Another person said they tried to send me an email through well, it, does, it doesn't come directly to me, but they tried to send an email to A Fistful of Truth through the portal on the uh, support page, and uh, they were unable to do that. They were actually uh, directed elsewhere, and uh, finally, because they were persistent, you know, people are getting pissed off, okay? I, I get pissed off when they censor me because this is my effort to tell and bring you the truth. I don't get paid by anyone. There's no sponsors. There's no boss. There's no white hats, gray hats, pink hats, black hats. No one is controlling this podcast, but Almighty Father God is the only one that controls me. And uh, I will not submit to anybody but our Lord Jesus Christ and Father God. So good luck who's trying to censor the truth because there's no way. Uh, Buddha said, there's three things that cannot be hidden. The sun, (laughs) the moon, and the truth. And truly, you know, they have been trying to hide all three of those things, believe it or not. I mean, it's mind-blowing, but they're not going to win. They're not going to win. So stay tuned, and uh, we're going to be talking about secrets of the celebrities here today on A Fistful of Truth. But before we do that, I want to thank everybody who supports this podcast. This podcast is 100% listener-supported. The costs are going up. I still have no work, no job. This is my job. And I'm going to keep doing it until things change. We have another year and a half to go. POTUS just said that the other day. We have a year and a half to go. I know it sucks. It sucks, but what can we do? We just have to stick together and stay informed and trust each other. And a lot of people are realizing that there is a lot of shill formation out there. They're going to other channels, coming back to me going, you were right. All these people are spewing garbage. They say nothing to us except regurgitate their cud that they're being handed by their masters, their motley moose. I'm the only person who's really giving you some kind of truth about who everybody is, is Lynn Wood over on his channel in Telegram. He does call out a bunch of these assholes and uh, say it like it is. And you know what? God bless him. God bless him. God bless you, Mr. Wood, for giving the public some idea of what's going on and how they're being lied to. Because without you, I don't have as big a voice as you do in this movement. And um, I'm glad that at least you are speaking up because nobody else seems to have the balls to say anything or they're just so freaking controlled. And possibly, you know, Lynn was tasked with uh, telling the truth by God. 
No one's going to tell anyone what to do until God says it's okay to do it because otherwise he'll put a stop to this. Amen. So I'm very grateful for the people who tune in here. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for going to the blog. 56 million hits on my blog. They're showing you there's only 1 million. I don't give a crap about the numbers. I don't care because I don't get paid. There's no clickbait. Every time you click and hit, get a hit on the blog, a lot of people get paid. In fact, every single person besides myself that I know is getting paid to do this. And it must baffle. It must baffle these greedy little chode. I know you guys like that word. It's a prison term. I learned it in prison, not because I was there. I worked with prisoners. That's a pretty nasty thing. But these little chodes out there that are, that are, you know, such low level assets, you know, they're controlled little puppets have to uh, obey, obey their masters and follow the plan. And I know it's for the betterment of humanity, but I've always been an outlier. Um, since I was born, I was always an outlier in kindergarten. I remember I was sitting around getting all the little kids would go around and I wouldn't get picked for duck, duck, goose because I was faster and a little ahead of my class. So I was always kind of like the outcast kid. I always played with the boys and uh, had my army toys instead of dolls and, and little, you know, which are fine, but I've always been an outlier. And a lot of the people in this audience that listen to A Fistful of Truth, you guys are outliers because you guys are seeking information that is not in the norm and your your cup is a little wider and more accepting and infinite. Um, a lot of you have an infinite open cup of knowledge and ready to receive knowledge and you're not rejecting it like those in Hosea 4.6 because the moment you put a limitation, you put a cap on your cup, like you close your cup, you're done. You're finished. You're going to perish. My people shall perish for they reject knowledge. Hosea 4.6. So let's not reject some knowledge. Let's... uh you know, acknowledge the fact that we're all here seeking to know the truth. And I want to thank everybody who does support the podcast because without you, I can't do this. It won't happen. Uh, eventually it'll just not be possible. So to the people who send donations uh, through the portal, there's a support link. You can just donate through the support link in the podcast description. If you want to hit pause and do that right now, um, before the next guest comes on, because I have H Anon here back, Hollywood Anon is back. We're going to be talking about some secrets of the celebrities because I noticed recently, and other people noticed, that um, Hollywood Anon sent me a link to a podcast with POTUS and a couple of a kid on this podcast who uh, seemed extremely staged, and he's got an IMDb account, Central Casting. Central Casting, these people. Um, hope they're having fun because it's their only, uh, you know, day in fame. Uh, they didn't make it into the commercial in Hollywood. They didn't even make it bent over the porn couch. Uh, some of them didn't even make it to the casting call. And now they're on uh, all sorts of uh, digital asset controlled three-letter agency um, pay fags that are getting paid to do this. And I'm not saying this about the particular one that was talking with POTUS. I'm talking about the Shilformation Brigade out there who all they do is follow each other and jerk each other off because nobody else will. But there was a separate podcast aside from what I'm saying which just seemed a little odd. Poda showing up on a podcast. This is the first time we've seen this, really. I mean, just like some supposedly normal podcast. Um, it wasn't. It was all staged. And he dropped a bunch of uh, truths. And then recently, he also appeared at um, some, some speech. I keep forgetting what it was. It was something in Texas. We're going to be talking about that with Snack. But the important point is, to segue into uh, H&On, who's waiting here, I noticed there was a Death Row Records box right next to POTUS the whole time he was talking. A lot of symbolism and a lot of interesting things because I worked in the music industry. In fact, I worked in the uh, music industry, especially with uh, Universal. I worked with somebody very closely there who was in charge of a lot of things and labels and so forth, um, including a lot of hip hop labels and all sorts of music I've, I've worked in. Um, I was thinking it was really interesting because they say that a lot of these celebrities speak out against POTUS, but in the background, they're not. And let's just uh, go into that because we think there's a lot of white hat operations going on. And there's there are some celebrities that are working in the background saying they don't like POTUS so they don't get off and they can handle their handlers and the agents and all the people that, that come down on them and tell them what to do, what to wear, how to speak, you know, how to move, how to spit, how to sleep, who to sleep with. A lot of them are actually fed up. Uh, the good ones. There are some good ones that refuse to eat the baby. And I know a few of them. And I know that they are Trump supporters. So 
Without further ado, let's welcome Hollywood Anon. Well, welcome back, Hollywood Anon or H Anon. Thank you for being here again today. Thank you for having me. Very blessed to be here. We're very blessed to just be here in general, don't you think? Yeah, it's been quite a ride. You know, it's coming up on now for me about seven and a half years since my awakening and um, met you along the way. And, you know, here we are going through the trenches every day. Well, you're one of the people I would be in a foxhole with. And I feel like we have been in a foxhole uh, defending ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually at this 24-7 war that seems to be just never ending. And like you said, it's been, you said it was seven and a half years for your awakening. And we've, a lot of people would agree that that's, that is a marker for a lot of us that felt called to action, whether you and I know you knew some things were wonky before, just we never knew the extent of what kind of how dark and how deep these rabbit holes go. But, you know, uh, I believe that there's a tipping point to everything. And perhaps that tipping point happened far before we even think it happened uh, during this so-called show operation, whatever you want to call it, you know, art of war, all war is based on deception. Although last night's rant, <laughs> last night's rant with, uh, or not last night's rant, a couple nights ago, my God, my days are all screwed up um, with this last week's rant, Saturday night rant with Sweet Tianon and Big Var. We are all kind of tired and we're getting a little bit run down from how long this is taking, even though we stand firm and have patience. Uh, I know you and I have talked about, this is just taking too long, right? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that I've learned and it's worth pointing out is that this is a multi-tiered, irregular warfare, kind of like the earth has never seen before. It's coming at us on every level, physically, spiritually, interdimensionally, emotionally, narrative-wise, consciousness-wise. I mean, it's just all assets are deployed. And, you know, one of the things I've definitely noticed is that a lot of people I know are you know, just experiencing certain ailments um, along the way of this journey, you know, strange things coming up, like two friends of mine who had childhood asthma and went away has just returned. Um, when I'm at the dog park, a lot of people are coughing and sniffling and sneezing and, you know, are getting rashes. Um, and a lot of people are complaining about being tired all the time. That's what I hear more than anything is just this fatigue. And I think it's all part of this war and it's coming at us from so many different angles. And, you know, it's very, very different than like World War One and World War Two. I agree with you. And I, I think that, um, you know, I talk with a lot of regular uh, regularly with a lot of uh, medical professionals that are spearheading and on the front lines, not necessarily the front line. I think that's a lot of staging there going on, too. But. Um, there's a lot of doctors and medical professionals that have rebelled to the system and like myself and like yourself, we've all rebelled to the system. And because I was working on a project with them before this whole uh, con bid started, uh, I am hearing what you're saying from them as well. And part of what I was told in the very beginning of this battle for our, our lives is that we would see the manifestation and the acceleration, if you will, of predisposed genetic uh, dis-ease or genetic, genetically prone disorders in the human body that are uh, going to be sped up by what occurred and the choices people made. And unfortunately, those of us who didn't choose the mark uh, are now being affected by those that did, and they knew this damn well, because of what they're shedding. I have an article called The Walking Shedding Jabbers. And it's absolutely true. You know, just because you can't see it, folks, it, it it's real. And I would like to real quickly um, say that you should check out the article on my blog as well called 
the storm is inside us. And there's a part two to that video that I did. And it's going to show you guys exactly what's going on in our bodies, in your body. There, there's no escape from this. Whether you know somebody who did it, whether you live with somebody who took it, whether you took it, whether you didn't take it, it's hitting us from every angle, from the air, the food, the water. It's just, if you're living and breathing on earth, you're affected. So you have to stay well and do your protocols. If you go off the protocols, you're going to see the acceleration or the sudden appearance of symptoms you just described and then some, but what you just described is, is huge. And I, I did send you something. I'll post it for the audience as well. It was a doctor um, who's talking about exactly why um, it is happening and how it's happening and how sinister and dark it really is. So I know you haven't had time to check it out yet, but when you do, it's really going to make sense. And I'll put it in my second part of the storm is inside us as well. So the audience can see it. All right. Had to tell people all about that because there's new listeners every time. And um, thank you for letting me go off on that tangent, but it's important. So we just had to stop the recording for a second because we could hear two other people talking over us uh, in, in the background, two, two guys whispering back there in their little uh, paddy wagon van, surveillance van parked outside, which is not true. They're, they're not in a van. They're at the other end of some office somewhere, but you guys don't get a donut today. Anyway, H&On, let's continue and talk about some secrets of the celebrities. You know, it's one of the interesting things that I've noticed lately. A lot of celebrities are selling their homes right now. Um, <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of research in that. And, you know, there's probably a lot of different reasons for it. Um, a lot of them are blaming it on this so-called mansion tax that's kicking in, I think, June 1st in California, where if you sell a house above, I think it's $3.5 that the tax goes up quite a lot. So they're kind of using that as an excuse but I've been seeing a lot of that lately um, all across the city and even certain celebrities swapping houses, um, which Brad Pitt just did with a neighbor. So it's pretty interesting that there's all this movement going on um, in that realm. And I was curious, like what you thought of that. I saw some of those things uh, on, I, I scroll through some of the news. I, just to stay up on, you know, what I need to talk about, because I, I really don't like looking at these people's lives since we know so much about them. The thing I did notice was, like you said, the, the Barbara Pitt home, uh, I didn't know he swapped it. And I did notice, I don't know if it was Cher or that creature known as Cher uh, that sold its house. And I know it has a, <laughs> it has a house on the same side as Dick Clark's house, which I had been to a few times for events regarding wildlife uh, in Malibu. But um, I think Cher got rid of the house. She did, and yes, you are correct. I think it's, I, what I thought was, uh, I didn't realize that they're, they're blaming it on that tax. That's interesting, because of course they have to deflect and never say why, yes. kind of like the uh, the boots and the ankle bracelets, you know, that they're wearing. and all the other things they lie about, including their height, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all five, six of them saying he's like six something. I've stood next to him before. I'm a five, probably shrank down to five, four by now in my older age here. <laughs> and um, I, I had heels on and I was taller than Arnold Schwarzenegger at his own restaurant. And people pointed at him and said, that's Arnold. And I said, are you sure? And they said, yeah, I'm like, man, that's a little man. A lot of these people are really small. Don't you think? Yeah. Yes, um, I've stood next to Mel Gibson at a concert, stood next to Clooney. I mean, I'm barely six feet and I was just like towering over these people. Oh, you would be towering over them. Yeah. I'm a shorty and I, I felt like, wow, people my height that I could look at. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, they're selling their houses, they're swapping their houses. Um, and, you know, it's just an interesting phenomenon that I've just been following and you know, trying to figure out, you know, what really is going on here? You know, are they having their assets seized? Are they preparing to, you know, get rid of their assets to hide the money in crypto and other things? You know, there's probably a lot going on there that, you know, we don't know about, mm -hmm. but it seems to be happening across the board. 
Yeah, it does look that way, doesn't it? And it yeah. all, all of those things you mentioned are quite probable. And it's probably, in my guess, a combination of everything you said, plus what you said, we don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, I always want to see like the whole takedown of Hollywood. Like I want to see ev just like every other red, white, and blue blooded American we all want to see these people brought to justice, like, you know, Western style, like, you know, the town square where we get to see them brought to justice. I'll leave it at that. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. And that's, no. yeah, that's because yeah, it's kind of like they'll, they're never going to admit that they taking, uh, that, that they, the falling for the convid was they got conned people don't want to admit that they they're wrong and we're going to have to live with that for the rest of our lives because they just won't embrace the truth no matter how you feed it to them and hollywood's a big part of that right because that's what's been driving our world through media and mind control like jim morrison said right what did jim morrison say whoever controls the media controls the mind and isn't that so true yeah, and his dad was a very, very, very high up rear admiral in the U.S. Navy, a definite insider, but also somebody that was a patriot. He was, um, people don't know this about Jim's dad, was that during the Gulf of Tonkin, that was his ship, the USS Liberty, that was uh, fake bombed by us to get us into the war and he knew that and he started speaking up about it and who fired him john mccain's father was was jim morrison's dad i'm asking i'm just gonna I, I could probably google this but since you're here maybe you know what what years was uh his dad serving in the navy was he around during world war ii just after world war ii between korea and he lost his job at the seven day. So the interesting thing about Admiral Morrison was that he was in two of the biggest false involved. His ships were involved in two of the biggest false flags in the history of our country. One was the Gulf of Tonkin, which we blamed on the Vietnamese to get us into the war when he knew full well his ship was not bombed by the North Vietnamese. And then the seven day war in Israel in 1967, ironically, the same month that Jim's song, Light My Fire, went to number one, his ship again was attacked by Israeli helicopters blamed on Egypt to get us into that war. So he was a victim of two of our biggest false flags. He knew exactly what was going on. And he was a patriot that actually cared about our country and started speaking out about it and lost his job. Well, people lost their lives. I mean, look at yeah. what, look at Gaddafi, so, right? Trying to tell, yeah. yeah. So um, Jim's dad was not just a person who was in the army. Jim's dad was a a very high level rear admiral in charge of major ships that, like I said, had two false flags plotted against them. Was he at the, serving at the same time ever? Did that did Patton and him, General Patton and him, ever cross paths? You think? Uh, Patton died right after in 1945, so probably not, um, but it's possible. Yeah, I mean, um, but just, I would say no. Just thinking out loud with yeah. all stuff. Plus, Patton was more of a um, land person, more of an in the Army and Marines, and Jim's dad was a Navy Rear Admiral, two very different parts of the military, but it is possible. Um Speaking of Patton, POTUS just released, um, uh, like he did with the JFK files, he just released a lot of stuff on Patton, which is pointing towards the fact that the deep state may have taken him out. So um, more uh, stuff is coming out about that as well, because he, again, was a patriot along with MacArthur, who understood what the deep state was trying to do and were very powerful generals who basically won us the war in Japan and won us the war in Europe, those two men, and who both were speaking out against what Truman and eventually Eisenhower were doing with the military industrial complex and both died in very mysterious circumstances, um, kind of just still in the prime of their lives. Seems to be the uh, pattern that we see here. Yeah. Going on. Yep.
Well, so Patriots have been taken have been been taken out for a long time because I don't think they knew exactly how deep the web was, what they were up against, and how many traders there were just around them everywhere. Um, you know, it's um, it's really quite extraordinary how deep the deep state had actually penetrated into all these institutions. Um, and going back to Hollywood with what you were saying, you know, they penetrated there really, really quick and early on because they understood the power of the medium to change people's perceptions and consciousness. And if you can change their consciousness and their perception, you can change their thinking. And if you can change their thinking, you can change their behaviors and actions. So it's, you know, this whole transgender movement is really just being run by Hollywood. And they're just trying to infiltrate as many young minds as they can with celebrities promoting this and having their own children doing it and basically thinking it's just the greatest thing on earth. It's just such a consciousness grab and it's so powerful. But the good news is I've had two friends in the past week who are pretty much asleep, but not totally asleep, but both have canceled their Netflix subscriptions and they were big Netflix people because they just didn't like it anymore and they couldn't quite explain why but i know why because they're pumping in a lot of satanic subliminal programming that's very dark and low frequency and anybody that you know has any kind of soul must be feeling the tug of that and the company is actually in a bit of trouble and disney's laying off people um you know there was a whole foods that just closed down in San Francisco, which was the flagship. We've had a dozen Walmarts close their doors. We're having Starbucks for the first time closing their doors. McDonald's just laid off a bunch of people. So we're kind of starting to see the, what I personally think was because the dark money has been cut off to these companies, which supplemented a lot of their income, that they actually do not have the income, legitimate income on the books to continue to operate at the level that they've been operating at. And in fact, Google just two days ago stopped construction on their 80 acre, $250 million campus that they were building up in Northern California and have indefinitely put it on hold. So there's definitely a lot going on. And that leads me to believe that I just think that the white hats have finally cut off a spigot of money. And the money laundering through FTX and Ukraine and Taiwan and other places, I think that they're trying to just kill the deep state by bankrupting them in a lot of ways. And I'm seeing signs that that could be working. I think we're seeing, like you and I said, it was always going to be a slow burn. And I think it's actually like the burn actually happened and now they're like faking flames so that there's no way that they would be advertising clues or giving us, or we would be able to deduce what's going on live. If these things were actually happening at this time, I think what we're seeing is the aftermath. And I think we're both saying the same thing, maybe just coming at it from a different uh, perspective, but really the same place. I think that uh, everything you're saying is to be noted. And I like that you laid it out for the audience so they can take a look at, I always say, look at the forest, right? I mean, yeah, the trees count, they make up the forest, but if you're so focused on the leaves and the roots and the branches, you're not gonna see the bigger picture. You know, and a lot of people are like, when are we gonna see something? You know, it's kind of like this, you go to school your whole life to get a law degree, or you become a doctor, or you become a writer, or you become a craftsman, or you literally, uh, you know, you master your art. Let's just put it that way, because it could be anything that you're doing. You don't become a master of your art overnight. And there's not one day where people recognize you for it either. It's gradual, right? It it takes time and it it it, it builds up. And that's what we've been Unfortunately, we thought it was going to be faster. Like you said in the beginning, we were talking before the, the podcast as well. Now we're seeing a culmination and I think it's sped up. Uh, if you if you take a look at the last speech that POTUS gave at some kind of event, it was just a few days ago. Uh, it's very sped up. You know how he takes a lot of time and he talks about the same things over and over again. There's also new things that are being added to the, the speeches. So 
they're using, I believe they're, you know how they say it's a movie. They're using Hollywood. They're using production. We've seen it from masks to holograms to editing to whatever they're doing, doubles, clones, actors. What's that guy's name? Steve Mnuchin, or how do you say his last name? Mnuchin. Yeah, he's a he's a producer, right? A director before he was even, what was he, head of the treasury or something? Under Capotis he was, but he worked for Goldman Sachs, but he was also a very, very successful movie producer. And people don't, it doesn't register with them that, what that means, does it? I mean. No, it doesn't. And that's why the shows like this, it's important to point these things out because I think it's entirely possible. And I think what you're saying, I totally agree with that in 2017, 18 and 19, when we saw the rash of CEOs quitting and being fired over over 200 of them from major hundreds of them. It was showing up was on that? my LinkedIn. They were leaving. Yeah. And I think what happened was happening back then was the white hats were very quietly replacing them with their own spies and their own people that are now yeah. making these decisions to basically with the aim of taking down these big box cabal companies like McDonald's like Walmart, you know, these companies that they were using to put other people out of business, you know, Walmart put so many people out of the business, mom and pops in the last 70 years. And they, they don't pay be my client. They were my, yeah. I had Walmart as a uh, Sam's club, you know, you know, I, as cabal as they get, we all ended up, the, everything was cabal. If you worked for a corporation, you worked for the cabal. We all did. If you went to school, you got cabal. You get to the gas station, you're cabal. But I'm sorry, go ahead. So they're having to dismantle these operations in a way that's not too shocking to the public. Like you can't just close 500 Walmarts, you know, in, in a weekend, you know, that's just too disruptive. So it's like a slow burn and a slow destruction, managed destru uh, destruction. And the only way I think that would be possible is if the White Hats installed their own people quietly in there. Um, between 2017, 18, and 19. And yes, you're right. And now we're seeing the actual real world effects of that. Um, yep. And so, yes, I think that they're doing to the deep state what the deep state did to us. Infiltration, right? They're infiltrating their institutions. You said exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say infiltration yeah. instead of invasion. Take the enemy's tactics and use it against them. It works perfectly because... That's how their brains think. So think. So it's going to work perfectly against them. Bravo! I, I'm. You said yeah, it. And, and and that's what they've done. They've quietly put these people in there that are very methodically and slowly changing. You know, changing how we actually live in a very slow way. Um, we will probably not see the full effects of it for you know could be a decade, could be a couple decades, could be quicker. I don't know. But, you know, it was all part of their plan. These corporations they were using as weapons uh, to achieve their plan. So, yes, you have to treat it. They're treating it like a war. They're taking their weapons away from them. And they're doing it by inserting their people through infiltration. And, you know, I'm definitely seeing, you know, every day I wake up, I'm seeing some cabal company either laying people off or, you know, there's this class action suit right now against Facebook for $800 million. I talked that, about, I know, talked about the class actions. Yeah. I, I had a, yeah, I think it was like for three or four days ago and that's how they're doing it. They're doing it through antitrust litigation bought on by the government. Who's in charge POTUS. It ain't the fake Biden. Um, and that opens up the door for Rico because anybody involved in antitrust is is you know criminally aligned with any other organization that's just a spider web of of uh, charges coming down on all sorts of people and i used to work in that field in silicon valley it was my first job so it's beautiful when i see 10 20,000 people being laid off of facebook because that they didn't deserve to have those jobs in the first place because of the money if you follow the money up the up the ladder the people that they made rich, I'm not talking about the peons that are suffering like myself and others, but the people they made rich, they were not made rich duly. They were paid paid to be rich, you know? Well, if you look at those companies I just spoke, you know, like the reason I think all this is happening is, like I said, the dark money, which could be 30 to 40 percent that they had been given 
through yeah. the slush fund of the cabal is now being cut off so they can't yeah. live off their actual revenue. So you're right. The revenue, the the you know, the salaries that these executives at McDonald's were making and Facebook and Google and you know Walmart and stuff, they're not justified anymore because the money's not there. You know, these companies now have to live off their cash flow like all little companies out there have to do. So what do they do? They start cutting, you know, and they start cutting and cutting and cutting. And I mean, I would not be surprised if in 10 years, like there's only like two or three Walmarts left. Good. Yeah, exactly. And it's replaced by 30 or 40 small businesses that sell vacuums and meat and you know, specific things, all the people that were put out of business. It's going there. It's coming back. Yeah. talked about small business farms. So, you know, the only way you're going to do this is through law and order. You have to change the laws and stop, you know, stop these monopolies from forming, stop giving too much power to anyone and stop, stop praising false idols. Um, you know, and a lot of this, I'm going to bring it back and drive it back to Hollywood. Although this is a great conversation and we can keep going. Um, you know, a lot of these, these losses that we're seeing for, you know, just justice being done by removing the dark money of the cabal from these big tech companies, which takes up most of the Bay area where I'm from, um, is also another part of the, you know, and Andrew Bernays, uh, propaganda machine driving media because, you know, Buzzfeed just closed, closed down, thank God. Um, and so did another one of these little you know, offshoots, you know, it's, it's just like a big pyramid. You've got the MSM at the top, the, the, the three letter agencies, I call them CBS, NBC, all those FOXs. Um, then they've got their assets below them, you know, the, the online news. Um, and then they've got the, the online uh, supposed independent journalists, citizen journalists, which are more cabal people, more people, uh, patriots that are supposedly patriots. Actually, they're, they're disguised opposition and controlled assets. Although the white hats have taken control of everything now, okay, and everything's a slow drip, and they're they're pulling those strings, and I'm grateful for that. What I'm not grateful for is the fact that uh, I understand that that's their operation, but we were told to get out there, uh, risk our lives, and tell the truth as as citizen journalists in the beginning of this movement, you know, and um, put it all out there and and help this movement and be a digital soldier. And what did they do? They rewarded these clown assets and started using them and they cut off voices like mine. You and I just got interrupted and yours. They cut, they cut us off and they expect us to just, you know, without a life raft and nothing, no money, no nothing. Not that we're asking for anything, but no opportunity to even work because of our choice to hold the line. And that my friend pisses me the fuck off. Are you there? Yep. Okay. Yes. I mean, what, what I would say to that is casualties of war, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, in some ways, people who have taken up, you know, the first, the people who got onto the beach, Normandy, the, you know, the first wave were pretty much 95% killed. It wasn't until the seventh or eighth wave that those people could actually get onto the beach and, you know, under the cliffs where they could hide. And so you could go over a million different scenarios for, you know, casualties of war. And it is very unfortunate because in some ways, I think we were used. Um, yes, absolutely. But for the greater good, if that I makes any with sense. That too. But here's yeah. what I Here's what I don't agree with. No matter how much you try to control something, because I'm going to get all spiritual on you now, because that's where my heart is. And I know your heart is. I know your heart is with God. And um, for the audience, uh, H and on and I know each other. Like we actually know each other. We're not just talking on some, you know, phone line. And we met through, well, we met because God put us in each other's path. And like you said, it's been what, seven and a half years, my God. Yeah. Uh, and we both worked, you know, you guys know from the previous, if you haven't heard the previous episode where you came on and graced us with your presence and everybody loved that show, please go back and listen to it so you can hear a little bit about H&On. You can tell yourself, you can tell the audience a little bit again if you want. But what I wanted to say is that, um, you know, this has been 
I was hoping there would be more people who would who would come in and speak up. And that, you know, is part of this dr control drip, drip, drip. It's going to it's going to happen. But at the same time, I truly believe in my heart, not in my mind, because my mind understands operations. My mind thinks legally and my mind understands a bit of law and order from my background. So I get it when, you know, I was just having a conversation before this talking about how you never release the facts of a case or the investigations because you're not done yet. That's what's going on here. I say it all the time. However, you can't control the truth. You know, it's a, it's a Buddhist saying. Buddha said, there's only, there's three things you can't ever hide. The sun, the moon, and the truth. And you can't control the speed at which the truth comes out either. And I know they're prepared for that because all it takes is one person at one moment it's like, you know, you're not supposed to say certain words in front of a jury because it, it won't be admitted into evidence. But if you blurt it out, they heard it. Let people decide on their own is what I'm saying that can get it because, you know, you and I both darn well know, having worked here and seen what's going on, that most of the population is so programmed that even if we were to tell them what's going on, they're not going to believe it. They're going to go with this, this, this program that's been set to deprogram them. They should allow people who are able to resonate at this higher vibrational frequency of truth, like you and I, to find ourselves. And maybe that's why I'm still allowed to operate a little bit and not too much online because they could have completely taken me away. Although I say that's, that's uh, would draw more attention to me than not was the Barbara Streisand syndrome. I was, a friend of mine was telling me about how she didn't want people, that thing didn't want people taking pictures of it and more people took pictures of it. So I get it and I get what you're saying and I agree with it operationally, but spiritually, I just don't agree. I think it's tell people the truth and let the pieces fall where it's going to fall and do what you're going to do anyway. It's not going to change that much. I tend to completely agree with you and I'm totally on the same page with you with like 95% of that. Um, and, you know, I think I wanted to see something a little more dramatic um, and something more like, the EBS, you know, um, and stuff that I think we were a little misled about, uh, possibly a few years ago. Yeah. But one of the things that you said that I don't think we should gloss over is it's a very big deal that BuzzFeed is shut down. And because I'm a writer and was in the media business and edited seven magazines and know a few people who work there, you know, that was a very, very well-funded cabal company yes. that actually took the lead on the Russian dossier and was very involved in that to the point that they were doing things that were just, when they come out, I think people are, are just going to be a little flabbergasted. So to take them down and to have them go out of business after they had just grown like a weed in the last six, seven years, and they were going to use that as, you know, their worldwide sort of what CNN used to be that right back in the yes. 80s and 90s. Yeah, exactly. That was their. So, point of, yep. Yeah. And so to have that taken down, it, it, it really, that was, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. That just happened like two days ago. Right. So um, I used to again, live close by to those buildings in Hollywood. They were putting, yeah, BuzzFeed. Yeah. they were literally replacing like CNN was for boomers and Buzzfeed was CNN's child for millennials. Yes. And it was a very powerful sorcery weapon that was being used. And it, like I said, was the major dissemination yep. of the impeachment, the Russia hoax, yep. the Ukraine hoax, all of that. Mind control. And um, so, yeah, that's, you know, so there are, these things are happening. And, you know, in that way, I'm, I'm very pleased. Um, but, you know, uh, I think you'll resonate with this. What did Jesus tell the people? He it's said, if you love me, they, you know, the more you love me, they will hate you in the future. Yes, you will be hated in my name. And I, in my name, I invite it. If you want to hate me in Jesus name, you're a demon and you belong in the pit. One way to the pit you go in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So, you know, um, we, we started talking a little bit. I want to give the audience a little bit about this, but this conversation has been great today. Um, thank you for all your insights. They're always very well valued by not just myself, but the audience writes in as well. So thank you for uh, commenting and writing writing to us. Uh, 
one of the, I do share what I can with H and on when I can. Uh, one of the things that we, you and I were discussing is, you know, you, you shared something with me and I watched it. It was POTUS talking recently, which is odd on a podcast with the, with this guy, I forget what his name was. I'll try to post all of this in an article. I've been kind of lazy about articles because I'm getting slowed down by the white hats. They're slowing down the drip of my information because it's, it's uh, too fast for their timeline. That's what I think. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, abide by it, but you know, don't, I'm kind of, I have mixed feelings about that. We won't go into it. It gets too emotional. So the thing you shared me with POTUS, what he was speaking on a podcast and there was a uh, advertisement on the podcast and it started off with an ad with Snoop Dogg, who I got to meet at some point and uh, sat next to at a dinner. I sat in between, unfortunately, him and Tom Arnold and uh, Snoop Dogg wasn't having too much of Tom Arnold. Nobody was. And Tom Arnold was escorted out of the event, like literally kicked out by security. Thank God. What a lecherous being. And I always heard in the undertow of the conversations in Hollywood, because that's where, you know, I kept a low profile. I was not the red carpet person. I didn't want to be anywhere near these people um, for good reason that Snoop Dogg wasn't against POTUS. A lot of the uh, African-American uh, employees of the cabal in Hollywood really liked Trump. Uh, they were big POTUS fans before I was a POTUS fan and they, they liked the Don, you know, and he was, uh, I worked for somebody who had a boxing license and worked in professional boxing. So he was my client. So I was working with like Holyfield and, uh, MGM and companies like that, where I got to see a lot of, you know, uh, people that knew POTUS and liked POTUS. Um, so I didn't think those people suddenly disliked POTUS when POTUS started to run for office, having come from Hollywood himself also. Um, I think they got a call from their agent. In fact, I know because a couple of them told me, hey, my agent called me, said, you have to say this about POTUS. And they were like, F you, they never worked again. So you and I were talking to bring this back to the point, and I'll let you have the floor about there are celebrities here that uh, maybe aren't necessarily the real bad ones where they're, you know, going to their cannibal parties and doing whatever the hell they're doing. Um, all the dark stuff that we know about from the adrenochrome to God knows what the trafficking, but the, um, and that we've learned about. And unfortunately, you know, I've heard about first person from people. It's horrible. And it took me this long to really accept how big this thing was. Nobody knew, nobody knew. We still don't know. But, and uh, we know that it's grotesquely huge and awful and encompasses all of the earth and God knows more. But I think that when we saw the Snoop Dogg, when I saw that Snoop Dogg death row records, when I've been to a, part, a few parties for death row um, back in the day when I was working, I thought, my God, I think people, some people like maybe Snoop, not saying, are, are cooperating with the White Hats. There are some celebrities I know that are cooperating with the White Hats. I'm not naming Snoop as one of them. The ones I, I believe that I know to be, I'm not gonna name. Um, what do you think? I would agree 100%. It goes back to what we were talking about with the corporate executives. Hollywood is no different. Um, I mean, there's one person that is sort of fascinates me with what he's been talking about lately is Woody Harrelson. Yes. You know, he's a person whose father was in the CIA, admitted on Barbara Walters who was arrested the day that JFK was shot in the um, one of the train cars. He could have been a decoy. He could have been a shooter. He could have been just like ears on the ground. He could have been a patsy. We don't know. Um, but now all of a sudden, like Woody Harrelson, who's very deep into the cabal and, you know, probably, you know, look who he hangs out with, um, is now coming out and saying certain things that don't really line up with cabal talking points. And there's others, too, that are doing that. So have they been given deals? Were they prisoners of war? Um, you know, it's tough to know because we're not on the inside. But I agree with you 100%. I think that this is happening. They're using people to shift consciousness. And, you know, I think in some ways that Robert Kennedy Jr., who isn't the greatest person, um, and I think had been caught and they're using him to kind of confuse the Democrats, because if you're a Democrat and you like the Kennedy family, 
there's some things that he's saying that aren't really um, lining up with what the propaganda you've been given. And so they're using him, especially on one subject, I think, to, again, shake people's consciousness, you know, like a snow globe. It's confusing, like even with my family who are Democrats, like they're not sure if they like him or not because some of the things he's saying, but some of the things he's saying, you know, are breaking through to him because they like the Kennedys. So it's very interesting how this is being played out on so many different levels. It's so confusing. It would be fascinating to be in the bunker of the top white hats that are planning this out. I hope they make a movie one day and show us the chess game behind the veil. I doubt they ever will, but I would love to be in that room, hearing the discussions, hearing the plans, and you know, seeing the technology that they're using to measure our consciousness and measure our awakening and just kind of measure the temperature of where humanity's at. I mean, I find that part fascinating. I think that is extremely fascinating. Imagine how, how hard it is right now. You know, thank God you and I have each other and we have a few people in our lives where we can actually talk to and, and uh, not be closed minded and be able to receive information and be able to talk and assess ideas on the level at which you and I are able to, I, I thank God for that every day. And um, imagine how lonely we would feel if we knew all of that. I mean, it's so confusing. And there's some days I wake up where I think I have 75% of it figured out. And then something happens that totally throws a monkey wrench into it. And I'm like having to rethink my line of thinking. And then a few days later, I'm back to thinking that. And then a few days later, I don't believe this, or I believe that, or this war is fake, or this is why they're doing this. And this person's captured. This person isn't captured. Like, is this just, is anybody actually, you know, I mean, one of the things I think about a lot is, you know, what exactly is going on in Cheyenne Mountain? You know, it's been shut up now and closed for three and a half years no one in, no one out. And, you know, to me, I've always felt that played an important role in the White Hats. I think a lot of operations come out of there. Um, and so that would be something I would be really interested in, like making a documentary about or exploring further is the role that uh, Cheyenne Mountain's playing in this war. Did you say Cheyenne Mountain? Yeah, in Colorado. Okay, because I first heard China and I was like, I got really- No, Cheyenne Mountain, it's- uh, No, I know, know what it is. Yeah. I know what Cheyenne yeah. Mountain is. Well, so it's, um, I thought that was really interesting that right before POTUS left office, he closed it up. He executive order being no one in, no one out, meaning no spies in, no spies out, catch the traitors. I think a lot of the operation has been running from there and- um. I don't know. They're very good at smoking out the traders. I think that's part of why this is taking so long is they're taking the long road home and they're trying to smoke out all the traders because I think that, you know, if you're a really good spy and a really good trader, you know, you're good at what you do <laughs> and you know how to do it. And so they're not easy to catch sometimes. No, you know, I often feel like we're in a real live James Bond film, but it's not as glamorous. <laughs> well, you know that Spectre, have you seen Spectre? Yeah. Okay. So that I thought had a lot of truth in it. Wait, is that the latest one? No, no, no. That was No Time to Die. I didn't see the latest one. It was like two ago or three ago. Yeah, two ago. Yeah, I think I, think I saw it. I started watching it and then I had just, I was grossed out by Daniel Craig and I couldn't do it. But Spectre is what they call the cabal in that movie. And I thought that they captured from what we're learning now pretty yep. well. And we know that MI6 is really the hive of the cabal and has been for 50 years. And, you know, they're, um, you know, that was the other thing that came out is BuzzFeed was working directly with um, agents at MI6 to disseminate this dossier. So, you know, they were working with, you know, the, intelligence community essentially along with the Mossad and the CIA of the cabal who's listening to, to this whole whole podcast and they're they're 
I'm just kidding. It's no longer them listening to it. Um, I'm grateful that the White Hats are in charge and you are correct. <clears throat> it is, all those three agencies are one agency. They're one agency. And I I know that. Um, I, I know it's hard for people to even believe, you know, some, it's just whatever you want to believe. I have an article called, what are you going to believe? It's up to you. But that is absolutely true. And, you know, it's been in our face this whole time. And, you know, as John D'Souza says in the, Thousand Pieces documentary, it is uh, the third arm of the CIA, you know, the big part of the CIA, the propaganda machine, the mind control is all Hollywood. You know, you and I have traveled around the world. And I remember I traveled quite quite a bit around the world, especially since I was a kid. Um, I really got to see how people thought of Americans, you know, they were like, Oh, Hollywood, are you from LA? And we watch Baywatch. And I mean, it's just everything's associated with Hollywood. So the, the mind, the programming is deep and we're watching the destruction of the old guard. It's slow. You know, you take it down slowly so people don't feel the pain as much. And you and I can, I always say you and I can go get our gas and groceries, although, you know, that's coming an issue, but. <laughs> you know, one thing we should also maybe talk about that's happening that, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't noticing because they don't read the financial news or maybe pay attention to the hardcore finance stuff is you have 188 countries now teaming up against America or the deep state America petrodollar, where they're now deciding that, no, we aren't going to take the dollar to buy our goods. We're going to take the currency or we're going to take gold back currency. And so you have the BRICS nations that are all basically squeezing the cabal and the Fed in America because the dollar was king for the last, you know, 100 years or so. And we forced every country to take dollars. And that was a form of control and a way for the cabal to control everybody because they could print as many dollars as they wanted. And they could also charge interest to the government. So they were making a killing. And that's been kind of taken away from them to some extent now or is being taken away from them. Hence, where a lot of that money is now not being given to these cabal organizations, organizations like nations like and to supplement their propaganda. So we basically have a takedown of the dollar. That doesn't mean that the dollars in your bank account aren't going to be you're not going to be able to go down and buy bread or eggs. It just means that on a more bigger macro level like Saudi Arabia now doesn't have to take American dollars for their oil. Russia doesn't have to take American dollars for their minerals, for their palladium, for their quartz. And so they're breaking the dollars back. And it'll be this interesting to see when that finally hits its real apex, like how that actually affects the world. I think ultimately it's going to be a good thing. I th I'm against the Euro. I'm against, you know, the EU. I'm against all this. I want to go back to sovereign countries with their own currency and their own languages and how their their own customs. And I think that that's kind of in the long run, you know, it's what you were talking about earlier about people wanting to grow their own food. You know, it's been a long time since people grew their own food. You know, um, but we used to. I and did, so, I did as a kid. I grew up with yeah. a garden. My my dad gave me a, a rake and a a shovel, and he said, "Here's how you plant your stuff, and you better learn this because you're not going to survive if you don't." Because you know he was my parents, and grandparents came from other countries, just like most other people. You go back three, four grandparents, dude. People, I mean, look at California farmland, and we could talk about this. We you can come back and talk about this. I got a food show coming up. We can talk about it. Um, to, yeah. So, I mean, I think that all goes back. It all ties back into this grander plan that um, some of these countries that we think are enemies aren't necessarily our enemies. It's their deep state within their countries that are our enemy. And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Like, it's very difficult to understand that on a very surface level because we're just taught to hate Iran or Russia or China, and there's parts of it to not like, uh, for sure. But there's also parts of it that are working for the greater good. And I guess you want to guess you could call them white hats in their own country, you know, because um, this is a global thing. It's not just America white hats. Agreed. There was a, I can't find it. I'll try, you know, I'm making notes while we do this so that I post uh, hold on a second here. Uh, there's a 
post from Twitter that somebody sent me and it remind reminded me right before we got on this podcast, I watched it real quick. Uh, two minutes about showing how POTUS was shaking hands with all these different people from different countries, including the, uh, you know, Japan, uh, even Xi, like you said, um, the deals were made to defeat the cabal between the, if you want to call it the alliance, the countries that agreed uh, over 200 countries, you know, it kept getting more and more um, to get rid of the evil that's controlling them. And the evil is a battle in the spiritual realm, right? You know, where the Ephesians 6, 12, we come back to, it always comes back to God and it always comes back to the fact that God wins. And um, that what you were just talking about is very important. When he did his world tour in 2017 and 2018 and went to all these countries that were now seeing, you know, turn against the dollar, all these plans were hatched back then that we're now seeing. And let's not forget that Obama was following him around on those world tours, trying to meet with the deep state portion of those countries to convince them you know, to push against this plan. And so it's really interesting that you know, that doesn't get a lot of attention that he was basically two weeks after POTUS would go to China, he would go, or two weeks after he would go to Iran, he would go, or he would go to Saudi Arabia. He was following him around trying to stop the white hat plan. Good luck and with so that. And so I think you're right. Uh, you know, I think that, what is it? They said that when this is all said and done, he's going to claim Kenyan citizenship. Isn't he over in Kenya right now? Right now he is. Yeah, well, I think that'll be his final resting place. So, we'll see. Well, so, there's a lot going on. I'm very happy to be here and discuss it with you. And um, I'd love to come back. You're always welcome. Thank you so much, h &on. We'll be seeing you soon. Think you're not being radiated? Guess again. Protect yourself and your loved ones from 5G and other forms of radiation. The ultimate 5G protection device against radiation, viruses, and more is the Somavedic. Not only does the Somavedic put a protective bubble around your entire home or workspace to mitigate the effects of 5G on your blood cells and body, but it also gets rid of undesirable bacteria, viruses, molds, and parasites. The Somavedic also helps eliminate heavy metals from your body. You can protect yourself, your loved ones, your pets from harmful radiation, the invisible enemy, things you can't see in your home by simply checking out the link in the podcast description where you can purchase your Somavedic protection and enter the code D-I-L-A-R-A at checkout for 10% off your total purchase price. Comes with a money back guarantee, I have the Vedic you should make sure you check out the specifications of where you live, how big of a space you're protecting, and what, you, what you're seeking in your Somavedic as they have different models. Somavedic, the ultimate 5G protection device. Don't wait until it's too late. episode of A Fistful of Truth. I also want to thank everybody who uh, works with my podcast and to bring you products to keep up your health. Your health is the most important thing that you should be concerned with right now, especially since that's what they targeted with this COVID. You know, a lot of people are having some issues going on from uh, extended allergies, long-term colds, joint pain, uh, stomach pain, all sorts of things, you know, and I have my share of problems that are normal. Like I, we all have something we go through, you know, people have issues their entire life we really shouldn't but things are getting exasperated for a lot of people and i'm hearing from them and a lot of these people aren't on protocols so number one get on your protocols go do my interview with dr stella emmanuel dr stella type that in you can become her patient i'm a patient of hers i'm also a patient of dr lewis and uh, health revival partners you can get your lab work done and uh, all through a meeting online and you can find out what you are uh, what you can avoid why not get your lab work done with healthrevivalpartners.com? Um, tell them I sent you. 
tell them Delara sent you. There's no code. I don't get anything from this except the satisfaction of knowing that you, I put out a message and planted a mustard seed for you to grow and take care of your health. You know, your biomarkers read by somebody as qualified as the people over at Health Revival Partners can really tell you a lot about your health. And I list these as telehealth professionals you can trust on my blog. You can search for it there, delaraessengill.blog, type in telehealth practitioners and you'll get all the articles that come up with it. Scroll down. You can find the information for these wonderful people that have appeared. Dr. Lewis and Dr. Stella has appeared on A Fistful of Truth. And you can find those interviews on Rumble if Rumble is playing them. But you can find them on the blog at delaraessengill.blog. Also, take a look at hemp therapy CBD oil with black cumin seed oil in it. Amazing stuff, guys. In fact, I have to take it after this podcast. It makes your throat a little scratchy. I always have like a lozenge afterwards because it's so strong. You drop some CBD oil under your tongue. Um, It lowers my blood pressure. Not that I have high blood pressure, but it lowers your blood pressure. It gives you a relaxing feeling. Um, It doesn't, it's not, there's no THC in it. So it ships all over the United States. And it has got a lot of beautiful properties for um, anti-inflammatory properties because we're seeing a lot of inflammation going on. Uh, It's natural. Um, It is safe to take. And it is uh, also comes with the black cumin seed oil. I get that version from Hemp Therapies because what it does is it's anti-parasitic. It's amazing what it can do. And um, for people with like acid reflux, um, it actually takes it like right away. Like I, for me, it works. Like if you have any acid reflux or you just ate something, you drop a few drops in your mouth and takes away like gas, burping, all that stuff, just poof, goes away. Better than taking over-the-counter pharma medication. You get half off your first order with my code, D-I-L-A-R-A. Scroll down to the podcast description and all of that information is there. You can find it and order it and it's just amazing stuff. Make sure you can only use that code once, the uh, Delara, to get you the 50% off. And after that, I have a new code coming up for returning customers. So stay tuned for that. And also check out uh, the Somavedic 5G protection device as it is essential to protect yourself from invisible enemy. 5G is an invisible enemy that affects every cell in your body and it causes a state of dis-ease because it vibrates your cells at a different frequency than they're supposed to be vibrating at. So you're getting bombarded. You're getting bombarded everywhere. And the Soma Vedic provides a bubble that places around you, your loved ones, your pets. You just plug it into your home workspace. You can even get one for your car or your personal space at somavedic.com. But the link to follow is in the podcast description. And use my code 10, please, if you're going to make a purchase, because it'll get you 10% off your total purchase price. You can save hundreds of dollars with my code D-I-L-A-R-A. Thank you for tuning in to today's Secrets of the Celebrities here only on A Fistful of Truth. And thank you for copying and pasting and subscribing to this podcast. You know, please share it with someone else because I can't. They still haven't given me my Twitter account back. And Elonia Musk, oh, that Elonia Musk. Ugh, what a creature that thing is. So we know that it's really Elon Trump running all of this. And oh, when they decide that... uh, I can talk to the public again because I'm saying things that are too far ahead of their agenda. Maybe they'll they'll give me my voice back, but at that point, I probably really won't care. So in the meantime, we'll stick together and we'll get through this, folks. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for walking with a fistful of truth. Where we go one, we go all.